You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. First and foremost, we we would like to take this opportunity to appreciate our teachers for the job that they do under the circumstances that they face in our, in their day-to-day lives. But moving and trying to respond to your question, we are of the view that our educators really need support of the school community. If we can, as educators, have that support from the school community, our lives as educators will be much better. The participation of parents in the well-being of their children is lacking. There is no coordination between what teachers do at school and what happens at home. Our parents, our society and the community, they have literally, literally eradicated their responsibility and handed it over to our teachers. And it is impossible. Teachers are human beings. So how do we get parents more involved, Mr. Njalinjali? Because uh, sometimes parents feel as though their contribution is not needed uh, because they feel spoken down to, they feel undermined in certain instances. Uh, but in some instances, as you say, they simply abdicate their responsibility. But uh, what can be done in order to get parents more involved? Sakina, so, we, we don't want to pronounce um the, the the drastic steps that schools need to take because surely if as a parent you abdicate your responsibility in the upbringing of your child you are committing a crime because you are infringing on your own child's right in terms of the constitution but what we are saying here is that parents need to have a communication with the school and when there is a crisis in a school and a parent is requested to avail himself or herself the parent has to do that we find that in parents meetings it may be during the week it may be during the weekends parents have got all sorts of excuses not to attend these meetings where they need to interact with our teachers and that creates a gap between us as teachers and them and in other instances uh, sakina which is very very worrying that you hear parents throwing a towel in terms of his or her own child's discipline and expect a teacher to create to, to to make a miracle it can't be indeed it can't uh, but you know, we see uh, often on social media platforms, Mr. Nchalinchali, confrontations and uh, sometimes verbal, oftentimes uh, physical between teachers and learners. And that, of course, is really worrying. Uh, it's disturbing and it's undesirable. To what extent is that currently a problem in our schools? Sakina, um, schools need to have a code of conduct for learners and that code of conduct should not lie in the principal's office and gather dust that code of conduct must be escalated to the learners they must know what is expected of them and the role of the parents 
in the, with regards to the code of conduct. Because the learners who misbehave, in some instances, you'll find that they are doing it because it's the, how it is done from their homes and they bring it here at school. But critically, it is important for our teachers to sit down and, 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 and compose a code of conduct for learners that would make learners to understand the culture of this particular institution in terms of what is expected and how they must behave. Sakina, I don't like normally to compare our uh, our schools in the township and the former Moldesia schools. What is the difference? Because the others are in the urban and the others are in, our, in townships. It can't be a difference. We are all in one. And therefore, how do the others make it happen? We do have schools that have got super discipline in the township. How do they do it? There must be a working relationship between the school and the community. And school is not an island, Sakina. The school needs to begin to, 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 to have this relationship with the nearest police station, social workers coming to school, nurses coming to school, and every so a, a professional person who can assist in disciplining the, the learners. They should engage with schools on a regular basis. But if the school becomes an island, then it becomes a problem because mm. even the community can't infiltrate that school. Mr. Charlie, Charlie, just want to pick up on uh, the issue we discussed earlier in the week about uh, the SACE report that was presented to Parliament. And uh, I wanted to take this further in terms of um, what SACE is doing uh, to uh, deal with the issue of misconduct by teachers and how are they held accountable and are they facing appropriate consequences for that misconduct? Sakina, let me start with the sexual related cases. A, a, a complaint comes alleging that a teacher either has a sexual relationship with a learner or has sexual assaulted, whatever the case may be, as long as it's a sexual related case. Now, SAIS will have to conduct its investigation based on the allegation. And once there is sufficient evidence, the matter escalates to a disciplinary hearing, which is chaired by an independent person. Depending on the outcome, but let's take an outcome where the teacher is found guilty. There is no substitute of a sanction for a teacher found guilty for a sexual offense except removing the teacher from the register of educators. Now, once a teacher is removed from the register of educators, it means that teacher cannot teach anywhere in the country and outside the country. But you will know the laws of the country, uh, Sakina, that much as the teacher would have been found guilty and sanctioned the removal, the teacher still has a, a right to appeal the sanction. Now, let's take it further and say during the appeal, the teacher loses uh, his appeal. Then what? Then the decision of the appeal panel is binding to all parties and therefore says will have to remove the teacher from the register and send a sheriff to retrieve the SAIS certificate that is in the possession of, uh, of that particular teacher. And over and above that exercise, then SAIS will then submit the name of that teacher to the Department of Social uh, and Development.
for that teacher's name to be listed in the register of the National Child Protection Register, which will deem that teacher to be unfit to work with children. That is how far we can go. So uh, since your inception as SACE, um, you were formally recognized by the Minister uh, of uh, Education then, was it 1997, Um, uh, that sort of time? Since your establishment or your inception, uh, Mr. Nchalin Chali, how many teachers have uh, fallen or or had this fate befall them? Sakina, I'll be, uh, I'll be misleading uh, to your listeners to come up with a number. Uh, but I can assure you that it is above hundreds. So we are going to uh, then leave that there because I think it's important. Uh, also, with regard to the sexual offences register, uh, is it taken to that extent where they are reported further as well beyond just SACE? Um, Sakina, remember that uh, because our, our 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 disciplinary process are internal processes, the law doesn't prescribe us to submit a teacher's name into the register um, of the National uh, Sex Offenders Register. But we can only submit that name of the teacher to the Department of Social and Development. There are two of these registers. There's a register that is administered by the DSD, which is the National Child Protection Register. In terms of uh, the Children's Act, uh, uh, 38 of 2005, it prescribed that we should submit the, the name of the teacher to the, the, the Department of Social uh, and, uh, and Development. But for a person to appear or to be listed in the National Sex Offenders uh, uh, Register, it must be pronounced by the magistrate or by the judge, but not the internal uh, hearings. Well, thanks so much for that. Uh, Mr. Sandilem Chalinchali is the, with SAIS uh, uh, Management uh, of Ethics at SAIS. That's the South African Council of Educators. Happy Teachers Day to you and all the teachers in our country. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.